Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. This is Hollis Taylor. I'm one of your astrologers today. And um, you can find out about me on my website, divineandrogen.com, which is listed in the description. I do all kinds of natal charts. I teach astrology and I also do other things like mediumship and all kinds of coaching. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a mentor or you're looking for a reading, that would be me. Get your listing. Follow my link down in the description. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bright Hawk, author, artist, musician, storyteller. My book, The Dancing Hippo, you can get it at my website at brighthawkproductions.com. And I'm Lacrosse Ortiz, the creator of the Fool's Journey Color Journal. Um, you can find that in the, in the description. Uh, just keywords to help you learn the tarot. And you can find me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here, everyone. I'm glad you're tuning in to Rainbow Soul. And uh, we like to start out with a little meditation. So let's take a minute to settle into our seats, to feel our bottoms on the seat, our feet on the floor. Take a deep, take a deep breath. And become present in your body. You can imagine yourself starting to float above your body here and now. Starting to float upwards. Until you come into the universe, into the night sky, into outer space. And as you're floating in outer space, planets pass by. see them moving around you, occasionally the faster planets move by real fast, and as you're looking out, there's a fast planet coming in to your, your sight, your vision. This one is the planet Mercury, and as you watch Mercury approach, it begins to slow down. 
Mercury offers communication. It is the deliverer. It delivers messages from spirit. In fact, Mercury is a very unusual planet in that they usually are represented best by a symbol that means outside of the gender binary. And Mercury is quick, fast, and Mercury tends to carry the messages in any way, and that includes through the internet, that includes through all the ways that you could possibly receive a message. All the ways that we communicate, talking, writing, and even body language. And Mercury, as it slows down, it begins to sometimes maybe make some other things slow down especially mechanical devices, yet it's still delivering a message. It's saying, hey, I warned you three weeks ago that your car might just break down. And now it is time. Makes it a little, the communication is a little bit slower not very clear and as the planet begins to slow down you almost don't see it quite as clearly as you thought you would and it slows down and stops right in front of you and sits there for for a while and then it begins to go backwards reviewing all the things it just told you about. So now you can fix your car. And now you could back up your computer. And now you could take care of those other things that you didn't do. receive the messages from the universe of the things that needed to be taken care of. Now you can take care of them. And that is Mercury Retrograde. Eventually it will stop going backwards and then it will move forward again making sure that you've taken care of all the details, making sure that you've taken care of all the parts that Mercury talked about, delivered messages about, and 
if you did, it will feel like Mercury is sweeping you off your feet and sweeping you off into the next chapter of your life. Thanks for the Mercury trip. <laughs> Just a reminder of what... women in the stars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> a gentle reminder, because I feel like sometimes people get really. I've seen some funny posts in astrology groups where I'm like, good grief, what do you think? The universe is like whipping you with a bullwhip or something? <laughs> like, like I'm kind of like freaking out, like, because they're like, Oh my God, Mercury retrograde's coming. What yeah. will I do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What will you do? You'll probably review things and something might break. Like, it might just be as simple as replacing the batteries. Get over it. Like, still, you know? <laughs> calm down, calm down, take it easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't get yourself all uh, wrapped up. And, you know, every time you've had a Mercury retrograde experience, because first of all, I've also seen people have experiences and then post in those groups and say, is Mercury retrograde? And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Isn't it nice to have something to blame? <laughs> and I'm like, that's not. Venus is retrograde. And that's that why you're having, that's, that's why you're having relationship problems right now, sweetie. And so, you know, like they just, um, I feel like, um, people either want to blame Mercury retrograde just because it's like the most famous, like astrology thing. And the only reason it's so infamous is because it happens so often. It happens like twice a year. Oh, no more than that. It happens two times like a year, four... so maybe three. Mercury retrogrades? Mm -hmm. I think it's more like three or four times a year. 
No, I think it's good. It happens quite a bit, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. you know, there's a large percentage of us that have mercury retrograde and there's no need to freak out. Stormy Grace has done some really good um, classes on retrogrades and um, has, you know, illuminated for me because I have a number of retrograde planets that when the planet goes retrograde, if you have that planet retrograde, you're back to you're back to home. What just happened? <laughs> Not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's the mercury retrograde no thanks for emphasizing what i was saying which is <laughs> retrogrades don't have to be a big deal and a, lots of us have retrograde planets and um it can make things actually feel like they're more in flow for you when a, the planet goes retrograde we talk about it a lot because what we notice is that when planets change signs or go retrograde, there's a collective experience we all have. And it's like when we are traveling down a road and all of a sudden there's a speed bump and you didn't see it to the last minute and you can't slow down fast enough and you go, Aaron goes bump. <laughs> and some people are gonna feel it first because they're gonna feel the front axle because they're in the front of the car. And some people are sitting in the back and they're gonna feel it a second or two later. And in astrology- That's pretty much how it works. You know, we're all having an experience of the stars. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I have noticed is that especially at the beginning and there's the opportunity to work with it so you can have it go well or learn whatever it is that you need to learn. You know, another astrologer that I listen to who's wonderful is Anna Botticelli. And she talks about, <clears throat> it's like tides, right? Tides coming in, great. That's not the time to launch the boat. When the tide's going out, we launch the boat. So knowing right. which way the tide is coming and which way to move the energy is, it's as simple as that. Yep. And by the way, you're right. It is three to four times a year, maybe four. But most of the time, I think it's three because I remember somebody saying rarely is it four. It's usually three. And then there's like one year that it'd be four. Mm -hmm. It's just because Mercury is a fast-moving planet, really. And I think Mars goes retrograde um, off, often as well, because it's also a fast-moving planet. But Mars retrograde doesn't, um, interestingly, doesn't seem to affect the collective quite as much. And I think the reason is, is because from what I've read um, in that astrology book, they talk about it, is that Mars... Um, when it goes retrograde, it tends to make us think internally. It tends to make us go internal um, and have war with ourselves. So we don't even talk about it with other people. And one of the most powerful things I learned about Ma Mars retrogrades, because they go on for months, mm -hmm. is the one that happened in 2021, which went on for six months. Oh, Mars and Aries retrograde. And again, I learned this from Anna Botticelli. There's many great teachers out there. I just always want to give props to the teachers who have helped me develop. <clears throat> and she said, during Mars retrograde, the number one thing to know is it is an internal experience. And if you try to focus your arrows externally, it, the boomerang effect will happen. Not only will it not go well, it will come back to haunt you 
and and I I witnessed what she said firsthand and really took it to heart and planned my life accordingly. And I'm so glad I did. Mm -hmm. So Mars retrograde can have that. I guess it has that boomerang. Warning sign. And I just Googled it. It only comes up every, it only actually retrogrades like twice every other year. Every so. other year, but for mm -hmm. months. Or yeah. depending. Mm -hmm. can... It's like every 26 months. Right. Whereas we're in the middle of a Jupiter retrograde. And I think it's a six month retrograde. Like Jupiter spends half its time in retrograde. Right. So, so you just have to like, don't, um, and I think that's the other thing that I appreciate that Nadia was talking about, um, I think at the astrology conference, actually. Um, and she was saying that astrologers, we have a real problem in our community of people that love astrology and people that give astrology reports. And that problem is creating fear. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not, that's why I love her saying um, the universe is um, wise and loving because the universe is not out to get you as right. much as your parents were out to get you. I assure you the universe is not out to get you. It's out to help you live a better life. And it doesn't mean that like the universe, like, you know, Saturn is, sending down its lightning bolts with Uranus to make your life a living hell, it's actually what's happening is it's trying to push you through the hard parts so that you can improve your life. Because if you didn't have those problems, resistances and stuff, you would never change. It's an unfortunate human habit, but I assure you, <laughs> as living on this earth for 48 years, I don't see humans change unless they have problems, unless there's something going on, and then they start to change. So um, that's when people start to lose weight. That's when people change their health. That's when people, you know, have a heart attack, and then they stop doing whatever. And those, you know, sometimes when we get older, enough of that shit happens, and we start to listen a little bit earlier, but outside of that, most of the time we're trying to prevent a problem from happening hopefully that happens in your 40s or 50s but um most of the time most of the time if something goes wrong and that's what pushes us to change and so um so just be aware of that and so even when bad shit happens yesterday i had a really hard time because i was coming off this medication and i have withdrawal symptoms and it makes me feel like i have high blood pressure I do have high blood pressure. I mean, I'm not supposed to, but I do from coming off this medication. And so, um, so then when I feel it, I feel really intense and I feel like my whole body is like a heartbeat and it's kind of a weird, really weird feeling because I've never had it before. And I just said my prayers, all the planets, all the, all my ancestors, everyone that could help me right now. Could you just help me with this? Because it feels very uncomfortable. I need to break from this. I need, I need, to, I need it to change. I can't. This is hard. And um, I didn't necessarily see myself as a victim. Instead, I seen it as okay. I've learned about high blood pressure. I know how important it is for me to lose weight. I'm working on it, but I can't. I can't function through this hot mess right now. And so, um, and I think that that's what, I think that's what you have to do is recognize your lessons, 
the lessons is I need to lose weight. I know I need to lose weight. Um, and I need to deal with the problems around that. So, and I did, I dealt with one of them, which was to get my heart surgery. Right. And so then the other parts are probably like emotional eating and stuff like that. So, um, so we have to like really look at ourselves when shit goes wrong instead of being the victim of the universe. I think that's a silly way to live your life. You're, you're not going to get anywhere by being the victim. That's essentially what I'm saying. So just good luck with that. And I'm just going to say that because I feel like Mercury retrograde people love to be the victim. And then I'm like, <sighs> um, Mercury is just trying to communicate with you. So it's just trying to help you go in the right direction, my friend. That's all. Just listen up. And when we listen up, life gets better. Okay. So now I can't push play because this is in the way. Okay. Um, all right. So this is the soul astrology forecast for December 4th to December 10th. And, um, as you guess it, um, Mercury is not quite slowing down. It's starting to slow down. Um, if you haven't felt it, it kind of started slowing down last week, slowed down a little bit more this week. So it will slowly come to a stop, like the way a car comes into a stop sign. Okay. But, um, but in the meantime, um, moon, the moon is doing all kinds of stuff and Venus is trying Saturn, which I think is very, very important because that's about, Venus is very much about our physical things like money and stuff like that. And that means you have the money to go shopping for the holiday. Woohoo! Hopefully you can get some great gifts for your kids or for people you love. And um, it could also have a lot to do with relationships and with trining. It means it's really easy and um, it's easy to do. And because uh, Venus is over there in Libra at 29 degrees. So she's pretty strong and she's pretty strong in Venus. Uh, she's, she's, um, she's sorry. She's pretty strong in Libra. And she's also, it's also, I don't always like to gender them, but I tend to because it's just the energy of the planet. Venus is also, and usually what goddess is named after actually so uh, Venus is sextiling Mercury, and um, Saturn is also sextiling Mercury. You can kind of see that little eeny-weeny triangle there. And then there's a huge grand trine in the sky as well. So um, there's like a small triangle at the top that's pointing to Mercury. And that's essentially setting you up for the holidays, especially with Saturn and Pisces, trying to bring peace into the world. And um, involving, also involving relationships and financial things and material goods, and as well as Mercury with communication. So you can really start to think about, um, okay, well, if I make sure that I get the, maybe I just communicate, like I just had a video session with my grandkids and I'm glad I did because I was going to get my grandson a different toy. And then he made it very clear that he wanted the other one. He wants the educational one. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's the one you want, kid. That's the one you're going to get. And so, you know, you just, you have to take the, you know, you have to take, take the time to, to uh, talk about it. 
So that will become very important this week. Take the time to talk about it. And um, there might be some changes that need to be happening, but Pluto is squaring is is squaring Venus too. So that's about changes and about things coming to an end. So maybe things just need to change. And I see there's a lot of activity with uh, the moon, Bright Hawk. Right. Well, the moon is in Virgo and it's a waning. It's in the last quarter moon because you can see it's the position. It's easy to see. It's a quarter phase, last quarter phase of a waning moon. And the moon is in Virgo. So what does that mean? Well, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So that means that moon is answering to Mercury. And you can see Mercury is in Virgo. So it's Capricorn, Capricorn. sorry. <clears throat> so um, the cool thing is, is that when you look at it, you can see there's a grand trine in Earth. Big Jupiter. That big triangle there. That in the big middle. triangle. So if you take Jupiter... Jupiter is in Taurus. That's an Earth sign. At the bottom. Mercury, we just talked about, is at the sort of not quite the midheaven. but It's purple. It's over in the 11th house. And yep. it looks like the Venus sign, but it has a little. So it's top. in Capricorn. And um, Moon conjunct Lilith is in Virgo. So you put those three points together and you have a grand trine in Earth. What does that mean? Well, Earth is the element of earth is all about manifestation. It's all about bringing it into the concrete and, and making it happen. So that trying to Jupiter, what a blessing and Mercury. So again, what Hollis was just saying about have the conversation, do the thing, check in. It's a great time. I have to say overall, this overall week, what I saw was a lot of, great energy for the mm -hmm. psychic readers in the group um lots of mystic rectangles lots of cradles lots of kites mostly involving uh, some of the minor aspects but it's it was just everywhere over the week and so that tells me it could be a very spiritual week it, you could have a, 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 a an awareness of something you didn't have an awareness of or feel really good about having a conversation with somebody that you really wanted to have a conversation with about trying to Mercury is lovely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how we start. Yeah. The week starts out pretty good and continues to be pretty good. Um, I will say that Venus on Tuesday, uh, Venus moves into Scorpio and it's trining Saturn. I don't think that's going to be really all that intense. It's just going to sort of settle down the money stuff. Um, and, you know, cause Venus is no longer in Libra. So it might be more about, okay, we got the gifts that we needed to get, or I already know what I'm going to get them. And I have the money set aside to get that. Um, but now let's talk about what we're going to do on Christmas or what, whatever, um, is coming up in your world. So, um, Venus, um, so, you know, Venus is the ruler of Libra and Scorpio is trining Saturn. So it's not, it's not a huge, um, it's important because those two planets are having a, a conversation as Nadia would say, they're having a connection, they're connected, um, and some energy exchange there. But, um, and you know, Scorpio is ruled, um, by Mars, which is over in Sag and Pluto which is still, is pretty still down there in Capricorn. 
Um, it doesn't Pluto doesn't move very much. It moves very very slow. The opposite of Mercury. So um, so I just feel like um, it it'll have an energy of transformation. So that's that's really what it's going to be about. It, it it might be about the system in which you celebrate or the system in which you function through the month of December. And you know, I don't I don't think it's going to be and I don't think it's going to be particularly hard. So like I I think it's going to be super easy actually because it's a trine. Yeah, you've got that trine mm -hmm. to Uranus. So, you know, that's could be an uh what I would call a delightful surprise. Are right. you willing to be delightfully surprised? Right. <laughs> so that could be fun. And um, and also as the moon moves, it'll then eventually try and Pluto um, as well. So I agree with you on that transformation piece that, you know, there's more than one thing that points to it. Your emotions will not be as strong, which is probably good because the moon is not strong in Virgo. The moon is what is, there's um, three different ways we talk, or I guess four different ways we talk about the planets when they're home, when they're exalted, when they're in detriment, and when they're in fall. So when the moon is in Virgo, it's actually in the fall position, which just means it's not as strong which means your emotions are not going to be as strong. It's a waning, shrinking moon, and then it'll be void on the fifth. So, you know, if you had felt like a week ago, the emotions were running really high, this is the opposite of that. So mm -hmm. again, that can make, make it much mm -hmm. easier to have those conversations, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and the aspects look great for it. And Venus and Scorpio is just going to make you a little bit more focused on the spiritual side, especially trining Saturn in Pisces. Both Scorpio and Pisces are signs of spirituality. So it's going to be about, hey, let's make it less about the stuff and let's make it more about the spiritual stuff um, or spiritual things that have to do with uh, the holiday or whatever. Um and so you might also, also if you're um, a person that does readings, um, that would also be a good time. Okay. The early in the week. Yeah. And um, I keep hearing the word willingness that not only is it an opportunity to have a conversation, but there's a willingness to hear and learn what you may not have known before. That's the point of communication, right? So that's lovely. This week has got some really sweet opportunities for so some things. This day, this day, uh, which is Wednesday, if it, if I was going to pick a difficult day, it would be today because because essentially Mercury is going to stop. Okay, and it doesn't make it difficult. It just means that communication could be difficult. Okay. And it's going to station. It's going to stand still in the sky. And it's, but it's trining Jupiter. So Jupiter asks us to, instead of uh, just internalizing thing, which Mercury retrograde already does, Mercury, uh, Jupiter is asking us to ask for what we want, especially when it's in retrograde, especially in Taurus. 
So ask yourself for what you want and need. So whatever's going on, you hopefully will find a way to communicate what you need. Okay. And that's going to be, that's going to be the challenge here. Um, and with Saturn in conjunct the moon, you could be feeling like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't ask for what I needed. Like I made sure everyone else was taken care of, but I didn't, I didn't ask for what I need. So if you're one of those people that puts yourself last, which is probably most of us, um, it just, you just need to just pay attention to that, especially this week. That's all. Just, just put yourself, you know, think about yourself, think about, cause Jupiter retrograde and Jupiter was first trining the moon and now, so it means that you probably thought of what you needed, like, I really need this to happen, but you probably maybe didn't say it out loud. And so Jupiter usually asks us to say it out loud. And then if you do, it will reward you, especially when it goes forward. If it doesn't reward you while it's retrograde, it will give it to you when it goes forward. Okay. And so that's the biggest thing about Mercury trining Jupiter with Mercury stationing. That makes us go internal anyway, and it makes us kind of like go, mm, what do I really need? So think about what you really need. Make sure you get in touch with that. Um, I heard a great meditation this morning that was about that, um, just like a, a sort of self-reflection about asking yourself, you know, do I need connection? Do I need um, comfort? Do I need, um, what? what is it exactly that I need? And, um, you know, it could just mean that you need more time alone or you need more, you need, um, you know, more self-care or whatever it is. Just check in. Okay. Yeah. Because the moon will now move into Libra and Libra is definitely ruled by Venus and self-care is very important. What are your needs? Libras love to take care of everyone they're you know they're yeah. they're great party hosts that i'm happy when everyone's happy you know when when the world is in balance ah perfection you know um so there's a lovely quality of moon in libra and that trine with the pluto with pluto it again a lovely trine but it does square mercury so um that doesn't have to be a terrible thing squares are an opportunity to make a decision, take action, realize that something's needed and, and do it. And we always say in astrology, when you do the work, you get rewarded. It's, it's beautiful to see in a lot of ways. Sometimes we have to look for it, but you can you almost always see it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, the other thing I would say is the moon is a now opposite. Is it opposite, Chiron? I don't see that yet. No, not yet. Mm -mm. No, so I'm gonna leave that out. Yeah. So it won't be until later in that night, probably yeah. Tuesday night into Wednesday. Now, now I tell you what is the sun is trining Chiron. So that's pretty much Chiron is the wounded healer, right? So it's calling on those old wounds, asking you not to do it that way anymore. Please find a new way to do it because it's the wounded healer, healer. Make sure you heal the healer part. Okay. And so the healer part is the part that goes, okay, so that's the old way. This is the new way. 
and you recognize what you used to do or you know my mom made it difficult for me to speak up for myself but my mom's not here right now and this is my spouse not my mom okay and so you need to speak up for what you need I actually talk to myself that way and I know that's Chiron speaking when I'm like this is not my brother this is my friend um and I think some some communities like to say oh this is family and I'm like nah I don't really want y'all to be my family <laughs> my family is dirty man my family is ugly and I don't want to project that shit onto you and I think it sets up the mind mm. to project that shit onto each other mm. and then it makes those communities that were once healthy then it makes them you kind of bring in all the dysfunction of your family it's like don't do that instead just let them be your friend isn't it nice to have friends and so um and that's what I kind of do is I kind of try to go this is my friend not my brother and when you start to make that distinction your brain can separate it and then hopefully you can see that this person is actually your friend um and then maybe you can see them as less abusive or um or whatever and hopefully you can see your way through any troubles but the sun over Chiron is making us do that it's pushing us to, to do that, to heal it. And that's how you heal old wounds. That's how you heal it. And so if you have some old wounds, especially Chiron and Aries, that's fiery. Maybe you're afraid of people's emotions. Or uh, for me, I, I am afraid of exercise, right? Okay. Why am I afraid of exercise? Well, I had a heart condition that threatened my life that I inherited from my family, right? So there we got the inherited, we got the fear, and we got exercise, which is related to Aries. And then, so hopefully on this day, I'll feel really good about exercise and we can walk maybe a couple miles that day. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, okay? So it could turn out a different couple different ways, but Chiron's in Aries and um, the sun is trining it and that's about which way we're headed. That's right. That's which way we're going. You can always think of the sun like your flashlight. It's pointing to where you're supposed to be that's going. A good, that's a good metaphor. <laughs> I think so, yeah. And this will be going on for a couple of days, actually. Wednesday, Thursday. Um, the sun is still trining Chiron because neither of them are particularly fast moving. I mean, compared to Mercury. Mercury uh, is really starting to station and stop. Um, but it is trining. I find it interesting that that mercury although it is stationing it's trining jupiter and the last time i really studied jupiter and i really looked into it that was the number one advice um that i could read about was that jupiter asks when jupiter's retrograde it asks you to ask the universe for what you need instead of um isn't that weird yeah. Do you guys keep seeing that yeah, the okay. thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> My computer is a disaster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, keep talking about Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I love Mercury. <laughs> I love Mercury. Like sometimes I laugh at the stuff that like breaks or goes wrong. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. So anyway, if you're looking at our video randomly, it's doing a thumbs up thing. Well, we had we had. 
and we have fireworks. Fireworks. <laughs> Now it goes to show everything we're saying is thumbs up. <laughs> okay, weirdness. But uh, Jupiter trying Mercury is is a beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I think I think it's going to make this Mercury retrograde a little bit easier, actually. At Wonderful. least this part of it, especially if you reflect, if you go, what do I really want and need? What do I really need this season? What do I really need for myself? How can I take care of myself through the holidays or whatever it is? Um, just, just ask yourself, take time for yourself. Right. I think that's good advice. Um, on the seventh, uh, Libra is, um, sorry, the moon is still in Libra. <laughs> okay. We know Libra. Libra's Libra. still in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now you can see it's lining up opposite Chiron. So don't sabotage yourself, please. Mind yourself, talk, be nice to yourself. And um, it's in a sextile to Mars. So, you know, that's positive action. Mm -hmm. Blessings on your, whatever you take positive action on. So, yeah. I really think there's a lot of really positive aspects to this week. And I agree with you. I think this Mercury retrograde will be a lot gentler than other times. So far, so far, as far as I can tell, um, it looks like Mercury... It's not going to come and smack us in the face. I mean, there might be some stuff that goes wrong, some things a break, or, but it's not going to be like dragging you through the mud, hopefully. I mean, unless you haven't listened to any of the warnings, just listen to the warnings leading up to this. I'm going to bet you're smarter than the average bear because you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, just, just, you know, you get a little intuition about something, follow that intuition. Because that's sure. usually what Mercury is trying to teach you. Um, usually Mercury is trying to teach you to follow your intuition. Yeah. Most what is, of the time. What's really going on? Yeah. If you take that time to be still and really, yeah, I know what I really need to do. Yeah. I know what I need to do. And so just check in and mm -hmm. figure out what that is. So, well, that's interesting. Um <laughs> This is Mercury retrograde, so this is, I mean, this is laughable stuff. Now everything's underlined. Okay, so, I don't know. I don't know. Now, in this time, um, by the time we get to the weekend, I think this is when I started to see some things that I was like, oh, that could be hard. Um, Jupiter opposite Venus and Scorpio. Um, the biggest thing about that is that Jupiter is in Taurus. And Taurus is ruled by Venus. So by Friday, there could be some communication that needs to happen. Maybe you need to speak your truth. That's a very Scorpio thing um, about maybe money, maybe um, stuff, uh, whatever it is. But you need to... There could be some discourse on Friday um, into probably, I think it goes into Saturday because the North Node, which is the way you're supposed to be going, is also opposite of Mars. Um, is that true? Where's the North Node? Oh. Uh, no, it's not opposite of Mars. Oh, it's opposite the moon. 
that's yeah. what that should say yeah um i was looking at zeus next to it and thinking about mars that's probably what happened <laughs> uh zeus is that little x with the arrow on top and zeus and zeus is a little bit different than mars but kind of the same um and of course uh there's still those other aspects that we talked about with mercury and chiron trining the sun those are still happening but now there might be a little bit, it may not be as easy as it was yesterday, essentially. Mm. Um, there could be a little bit of upset, especially with Jupiter in opposition to Venus. Um, that's gonna Venus is going to be about money, material goods, or relationships. Okay? And it's in Scorpio. And with it, op and it rules uh, Taurus. And Taurus, Venus's energy in Taurus is usually way more about stuff than it is usually about relationships. It's usually about money and stuff. Um, and so Venus there with Jupiter. I'm going to just say make sure that you asked for what you really need or you spoke it out loud. Uh, there could be some difficulty with either getting that or um, just it not being very easy for some reason. Yeah, because the moon is in Scorpio. So Scorpio is a truth speaker, is very spiritually minded, um, but can also hold their cards really close to the chest. So mysterious, mysterious, a secret keeper. Um, and of course, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Um, in the tradition, it would be Mars traditionally. <clears throat> and of course, Pluto, we think of as transformation, transformation. Scorpios are all, Scorpios are interesting because they're fixed and Scorpio is a water sign, okay? I always want to put it in earth, but it's not, it's water. And, um, and it's fixed. So while they are changeable and once they decide to change, it's as good as done. That's the thing about fixed signs. The other fixed signs are Taurus and Aquarius. Um, but they're, they're not going to get there quickly. They're not the first ones on the boat. They're not the first one adopter. They're not the one that's like leading the cha charge for change. But if they see what needs to happen and that change is necessary, they are totally capable of calling it out, leading the way, uh, acknowledging it and going with it. So moon and Scorpio, it's, uh, you can see it's later in the day, it'll conjunct Venus. And, um, <clears throat> and we still have that aspect with Pluto. So that means good. it's going to be opposite of Jupiter when it conjuncts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've already crossed the opposition point of Chiron and the South Node. Uh, right. And, um, yeah, so then we're headed to Venus and then the next day will be um, mm -hmm. so six. Friday and into Friday night I would be aware that your emotions and the stuff that maybe is not happening or needs to happen or you can't pay for or whatever's going on um, that you asked Jupiter to help you literally call upon the planet I've done it called upon the planet it works yeah Good. Yeah. All right. And into the weekend on Saturday, 
Yeah, I think the weekend is going to be more like the week could go pretty smoothly, but the weekend is where the trouble, where you might have a little bit of problems. Um, um, and this is where I've seen, look, this is where I've seen moon conjunct Venus opposite mm -hmm. retrograde Jupiter. Um, but you still have Jupiter trining Mercury, so you still have the opportunity to speak out loud what you truly want. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it will be pulling you forward. If you haven't already said it, hopefully you will. Uh, it could, because it could have something to do with like relationships or something that you don't want to, you don't want to speak it out loud for some reason. Uh, and Mercury is still, is sextiling Venus and the moon, which are conjunct. Um, and that sextile, that's a conversation about your emotions. Hopefully by Saturday, if you tap into it, if you try to say what you're really feeling, it'll probably go better. Yeah. You can almost tell from the, from the inner lines, you can almost see, if you tilt your head, the cradle. Those mm -hmm. lines all line up to be a cradle. And what I what I feel like I've learned about cradles is uh, it kind of comes back to what Nadia talks about. The universe is wise and loving. The universe has you. You know, you are in the arms of the universe. You are being cradled and, and whatever is going on, know that you are held and it'll whatever needs to happen can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the moon is opposite Uranus, which means some sort of decision is going to happen. <laughs> Something's going to come out of that. Um, and Uranus is in conjunct the sun. So that makes me feel like it, it may not be very easy to resolve. So whatever um, is going on that day on Sunday could be kind of shaky in your world. Uh, make sure you just try to do your best to communicate. Focus on communicating in a good way. That's mm -hmm. totally what I would do. I would just focus on trying to communicate. And sometimes, you know, the best times that I communicate the best is when I go sit under a tree or sit with a rock in my hand or something and then think about it. Think about, and I actually will rehearse what I'm going to say in my head and then come back. And I don't always say exactly what I rehearse, but um, but I do often get it all out and then I can be sure that I'm actually communicating what's in my heart and my soul, especially in, uh, more difficult conversations. Yeah. So the moon, uh, at this point it will be void. It's a void moon. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, which again, where the moon is shrinking, 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 shrinking. We're down to the very last sliver of a crescent because we're going to have a new moon on the 12th. Um, so, you know, this is the, the conclusion of this moon phase. This is the shedding down to now we're putting to rest whatever our goals were last month. We might be starting to think about what our new moon goals are going to be on the 12th. You do a ritual. Um, and it's a good time to dream because there's a trine to Neptune and Neptune is our dreams. Neptune can also be our illusions. So letting go of illusions. Uh, seeing and Neptune's things clearly. forward now. So. Yeah. So mm -hmm. trying to Neptune, you, you've already mentioned Uranus and we've talked about that. So, 
Yeah. Overall, I think there's a lot of really positive aspects for this week. And, and like I said, we, what are the things we keep talking about? Mercury, Venus, and its relationship to Jupiter and in a really big picture. I mean, those are the things if you pulled out how many things we've talked about, I think that's the last thing that I want to point out is that what I just caught, which I didn't catch before, uh, is that Neptune will go direct this week. So Neptune actually goes direct on Wednesday. So uh, if you start feeling like there's some illusions that um, like Monday, Tuesday, that maybe mm, um, you start questioning them, you're like, hmm, or or if you had some ideas about things or some dreams, um, psychics should be paying attention to this because by the time you get to Wednesday, it will be so much easier to see through. Um, if you're a medium or um, a psychic in any way, I'm going to say that you or you want a psychic reading, go after Wednesday, December 6th, okay? Mm. Anytime after that, will probably serve you better because Neptune will be going forward. And so when Neptune is forward, it's already in its ruling sign uh, in Pisces. It will also make you start to think about, okay, and it's in conjunct, um, it's in conjunct the moon on Friday. So it could, uh, could be a little bit of some difficult, um, illusions or whatever that need to be smashed open along with that communication, or you might just be able to finally speak about it know, and know exactly what you really do believe, okay? Because that's really, Neptune's about be- beliefs, visions, and dreams, okay? And then by the time we get to Sunday, it should, uh, it'll be trining the moon, so hopefully you'll be communicating your dreams and visions and ideas at that point, okay? So let me stop. Well, we wish you a beautiful week and hope that it goes really well for you. And for the extra gravy on top, do you? So lacrosse, did you have anything that you want to share? Yeah. um, We're still in owl season. Uh, I I noticed it was talking a lot about uh, solitude, like alone time. And I think that's really cool because owls for the most part, roost alone. And I think roosting alone, like taking time out, like you're saying, to regroup before you say anything or anything. Alone time isn't a bad thing. And I don't, for me, I don't understand why a lot of people fear it because alone time really gives you time in your brain, in yourself. Now there, you don't want to be there too long, but it, it's not bad to take time and be alone and really think through things, think of what you want without outside influences telling you what you want, whether it's the TV or it's friends or whatever, sometimes being alone. So that way, you know exactly what it is you want, because in this point in time, this is when you got to speak what you want to Jupiter. Don't do it with influences. Go roost alone for a little bit and then you know what you want by what you don't want. So you can go through a process of elimination, but you can't do it if you're always with all the, you know, banter going in your head. So I would definitely take time with the owl and go roost alone for a little bit. 
So yeah, I think uh I think um most people struggle most people that struggle with alone time, if you struggle with being alone, I would take a look at your childhood. Um I know that I used to struggle with that. I don't really anymore. Um, but I did for in my early twenties, um, mostly because I was abandoned as a child. So that usually has something to do with abandonment issues. And that's when Mm -hmm. we start to talk to Chiron. Um, And Chiron can really help you heal um, those old wounds and figure out what you have to do to heal those old wounds. Um, But Chiron, Chiron will speak to you in that way. Like Chiron will be like, okay, you need to do this and this will show up. Maybe you need to do somatic movement. Maybe you need to look and where your Chiron is in your chart even. Um, and then, and, and maybe go, um, because if you're afraid to be alone, it has something to do with your childhood. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that I know for sure. <laughs> That's an abandonment trauma thing. So, um, and you know, it's an unfortunate thing that a lot of people, I mean, gosh, might be more than might be more than half of the population struggles with and some people get over it um a lot of people probably get over it at some point or figure out that oh this alone time doesn't mean especially if you start to bring good people into your life and figure out that they're not gonna just disappear and never come back that that was just the way it felt when you were five so yeah, that's what I've learned. So, um, so good luck to that for anyone dealing with that. I know that that's a rough, that's a rough ride, but I will say that there's light on the other side. Life is always teaching you something. So, sure. yeah. So we all have a different journey. We all have a unique journey. So I'm going to do a little astrology, uh, sorry, tarot reading today with this, um, this, uh, queer deck. Each one of these cards is done by a different LGBTQ artist. And um, so I'm going to just pull like past, present, future. Here we go. Um, For the collective, for everyone. Um, And so the first card is the Seven of Cups which is really about choices, which I think is interesting because that's kind of what we were talking about in the report. Um, This is about choices. This is about considering which ones you like, considering which one is best for you. What do you really need? And that's pretty much what this out. You can see the person in the front there is looking at all the different colors of the rainbow and the different um, uh, magical things inside the cup. Um, And those you know, they could represent a lot of different things, change, and um, there's a heart for love and connection, and there's stars for dream time, and things like that, so, um, you know, just be aware that you might need to tap into yourself, Um, you might need to tap into your different choices, and make sure you explore all your choices, a very Libra way of doing things, especially if Venus is there, you might as well, do it a very Libra way and look at all your different choices. Explore all your choices before you make a choice. That's pretty much what that card is about. And going into the now, this is your dreams and visions. This is the Ten of Wands. This is like, 
This is like manifesting what you're seeing. This is working towards what you really want. This is uh, manifesting those big, big dreams in your head. Um, and that's why it's represented by this sort of godlike figure um, that also kind of looks like a building or something. At least to me it does. Um, and he has a bunch of um, like candle-like things on the head there. And it kind of looks like a tree or something in the background. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's meant to be what is it that you're manifesting. And with the Ten of Wands, it's usually about dreams and visions manifesting. It's usually about um, our intentions and setting our intentions and moving towards them. That's pretty much what the wands are, is like your dream and then setting the intention, okay? Um, and then um, going forward, this is the Three of Wands, which I think is an interesting card. I like this card. Um, again, we're talking about our our intentions and what we want. This is about building our home. This is about building our nest. You see how those birdies are supporting this person um, in the nest and the person um, is looking out at the light. See, they're kind of staring at the light part of that, but the birds are building the nest. And so that's really about putting your home together. That's really about bringing the things in that you need like if you notice they have a stick in their hand and the stick has like a little ribbon tied to it and a couple of the birds have sticks that ribbons are tied to it that's really about bringing into bringing the beautiful things into your home that you'd really like to have that would make it feel more like home to you this is about making home making your home a home what do i have to do all right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that uh, tarot reading. And I want to welcome you to like, share, comment, uh, let us know um, what you think in the comments. Or if something's going on in your astrology chart and you have a question, just let us know. Yeah, have a great week. We'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you soon. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.